Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com for Saturday, November 20th at Churchill Downs. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman and Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Last week, I gave out all four winners. So you hit the pick four if you picked the horses that uh, I just picked on top. And if you played my ticket, you would have lost $30. <laughs> So a little I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll crow about the four winners, but not about the pick. <laughs> yeah, very chalky day at Churchill. Hopefully, we'll find a little value on the Saturday card that includes the Grade Three Chaluki as part of the late pick four. Jim, let's jump in on the eighth race. It's an allowance optional claimer, sixty-two-five claiming level. Phillies and mares, three and up, six and a half furlongs. Where did you land here? Well, I'll end it on the chalk, unfortunately, but I'm going to go deep in the other three races. So if I'm if I'm right here. We got a chance to make get a price on the pick four. I think Center Isle is a standout here from Paulo Lobo. Um, a lot of things that I like about this filly. Uh, one is it's a second off a layoff, and she ran really well at Keeneland. First off a layoff with an 85 buyer, won by two and a quarter in an allowance race, and uh, just won for fun. Uh, go back in her past performances, she lost to Frank's Rockette twice at Belmont and Saratoga. Uh, Frank's Rockette in this field would be probably two to five. So center aisle is going to be eight to five, nine to five, something like that. But I think that speed has been very good at Churchill this week. And if she can get to the lead, I don't think anybody's going to challenge her. And I, I really like her in this spot. A couple other horses that, that look like they're contenders, but Sun Pass since March. Got to think that this filly's going to need a, a race. She raced five times in the, in the last winter in the spring been off for eight months i can't believe that she'd be cranked coming back he's got better things to do for her she did finish third in the honeybee last time out and she uh was favored in every race at fairgrounds so i'm thinking this is a prep for fairgrounds he's gonna ship her back down there and you might watch her down the road and then miss mosaic uh for ben colebrook the numbers just don't match up with center Isle, and she has been run she has been running against good competition she ran six in the tca behind Bells of one, um, but was never a threat there. It did have some early speed, so I think Miss Mosaic would be my second choice here, but I'm going to take a stand with Center Isle, the four-horse for Rosario and Polo Lobo. I am on the same three horses. I took a shot with Sunpath being ready. Uh, nice uh, workout pattern. Some bullet works for Brad Cox. He puts his go-to guy, Giroux, in the saddle on this one. So I'm going to try Sunpath, but Center Island, Miss Mosaic are the other two that I had for the same reasons you mentioned. So I can't add a lot to uh, the analysis there. In the ninth race, it's a non-winners of two lifetime allowance for three-year-olds and upgoing six furlongs. I uh, like Cool Quest a lot in here. That 92 buyer two starts back was very impressive, and it kind of was a key race. The, next, the runner-up came back to win. I think the horse that finished fifth came back to win. And I thought last time this horse kind of got cooked on a really hot pace in the Perryville. The race kind of fell apart. And I think you mentioned the speed being good at Churchill. I think Cool Quest is going to be salty in here with that early speed. But Tulane Trist is a horse that I have liked a lot going back to the spring. So I'm going to forgive the last race uh, in the effort off a layoff at Keeneland. He was wide and it was a really fast pace. So I'm going to give this one another chance and go too deep when we get to the pick four, but I kind of like Cool Quest a lot in here. Uh, there were three other horses that I thought uh, were worth a, a look in this race. Two of them coming off 
new best buyers, King's Mischief and Name Rejected, and then Pirate Ride improved for a, a new barn. So uh, if I'm wrong about Cool Quest, then uh, you could certainly hit this by going a little deeper with those any one of those three. How do you see the ninth? I went a little deeper here. I do like those two horses uh, for the same reasons you noted. Cool Quest coming out of that maiden special weight that came back very live. And then I agree that uh, the 44 and 4 kind of cooked him against better horses. That was his first time against winners. It jumped him up from a maiden special weight to uh, a listed stakes. So they think a lot of this horse. Um, Drop back to allowance. I think he fits very well here. Brian Lynch uh, has not been that, that hot at Churchill, but very good trainer. Horse has been working well. I agree with you on Cool Quest being his top choice. I agree that Tulane Trist uh, gets another shot. That uh, The Keeneland race looks like he needed one and ought to be tighter here. They tried him at Woody Stevens at Belmont, and he went off at 8-1 to one in a grade one off a, uh, a nice optional $75,000 race at Churchill with an 86 buyer, so he's probably got the best buyer on this racetrack. Um, horse that you didn't mention, Gulfstream Way faces winners for the first time, but went wire to wire under Mitchell Murrow for Jim Baker last time out and got an 84 buyer. Big step up for him, but uh, going the right way, very lightly raced and has a lot of upside. And then Name Rejected was the other horse that you mentioned for Jim DeVito and Gaffleon. Um, I think this horse is going to be competitive, but I would think the best bet in here is take the two or three horses you like on top of the three in second. He's finished five times second five times out of 11 races. So uh, he likes to be a runner-up, doesn't like to be a winner. But uh, I'm going to go probably four or five deep when we get to pick four. But Cool Quest is my pick. But uh, I, I like Tulane Trist in here, and I like uh, Gulfstream Way as well. Tenth race is the grade three Chaluki, Phillies and Mayors three and up, going uh, mile, which is a one-turn race, obviously, at Churchill. Uh, this was a, a, a good group. Uh, where did you land here? I thought it was a good group, and I was surprised. Sally's Curlin came back and ran a really good race at Keeneland. She had been very disappointing the last couple of times she'd been out, and I know C.J. Johnson was kind of wringing his hands about this one, but she was really good last year. Uh, I'm surprised that she only got an 81 buyer for that race where she almost caught Chitar at the win, at, at, at the wire under BJ. And, and But it was a good comeback race for her. I think she moves forward off that. And I think she's got a big shot in here at 10 to 1 price. Uh, is she my top pick? Probably not, but I'm certainly going to have to use her. Matera's my top pick for Brad Cox and Giroux. Uh, just very consistent filly. Uh, been off a couple months since September 18th. Uh, when she ran uh, okay in the Locust Grove, got beat by two and three quarters by She Dares the Devil. Again, you look at She Dares the Devil would be uh, odds on in here, so I think Matera's got a huge shot. Miss Bigley ships in from Santa Anita, uh, coming out of the Zenyatta race, uh, the Zenyatta grade two race, and uh, the buyers fit very well, and uh, Martin Garcia rides for Phil D'Amato. And then obligatory, uh, disappointed in the Raven Run is the favorite. Never got into the race, was hung way outside. I'm just going to draw a line through that. And you look back at the others, she, she exits three consecutive grade ones with a second in the grade one cotillion uh, to clear and beat some nice fillies in there. So uh, I'm going to go those four horses and maybe even Princess Causeway on the outside, Brian Wilkes coming off that uh, win at Keeneland. So um, lots, lots of ways to go in here, but I'm going to pull for Sally's Curlin. I think she's got a shot at 10 to 1. I ended up on obligatory in this spot. Uh, one of her best races was around one turn. It was seven furlongs, not a mile, but similar kind of race. 
and that was on Derby weekend, and uh, she won at a big price. And then off that, went up and ran great in a one-turn race, a mile race up at Belmont Park. She's got a really good record in her two uh, one-mile races around one turn. She's just uh, about three-quarters of a length from being two for two. Uh, the figure in the last, or the last race, not the figure, but the uh, pace was not all that fast for those horses, I didn't think. And so I'm going to give her a pass on that because uh, I think she was closing into horses that still had a lot left. So her race might not uh, be as disappointing as it looks on paper. And the other thing I like is that they put Joel Rosario on obligatory. And this is a filly that finishes, and he is a strong finisher. And I just think that is going to be a really good matchup. A few years ago, there was a horse named Beach Patrol that and had a habit of finishing second, and they put Rosario on him, and he started winning races, uh, those photos that he, winning those photos he had lost. And I think Joel could be a really good fit on obligatory. Like she can't sing off the big improvement last time, that 98 buyer looks legit. Uh, Matera for Brad Cox, uh, four wins out of eight starts. And then um, I was going to stop there, but you talked me into Sally's Curlin. She got three wins uh, at Churchill and uh, out of five lifetimes. So um, that was an improved race last time. Gets back on a track she really likes. So at that price, I'm going to throw that one in as well. The 11th race is a maiden race for two-year-old fillies going seven furlongs. I'm going to go five deep in here. I did look at the fact that none of the horses that had run had done anything impressive from a buyer standpoint. So I, I thought I would take a look at a first-time starter. And uh, Bill Mott's not known for that, but he can win first time out. And so I took Al Kaharia. Um, this horse is going to be ridden by Tyler Gaffleone, who's having a great fall meet at Churchill. So the fact that Gaffleone takes this mount on a first-time starter uh, was interesting. I'm going to use Run the Tap, a first-timer for McPeak. Uh, and then uh, Fabulous Fanny, uh, Aspison and Rosario, uh, Rhubarb uh, Martini. Uh, had a bad break in uh, her debut. And then take a stand for uh, Vicki Oliver. Uh, I thought uh, has a, sh a shot to improve here and, and run well. So I'm going to go uh, five deep when we get to the pick four. How about you? Well, not deep, but I'm, I'm using the same two firsters that you are, but I'm using from other horses. Uh, take that for what you will. But uh, uh, I think the two first firsters, the Mott, Al Kahira, and uh, Run the Tap, McPeak, both fit well in here because uh, these others have not been that impressive uh, from their earlier starts. But Fabulous Fanny did pair up a 16 to 64, and the second one's at Churchill only got beat a half a length, so she's going to be the favorite in here, I think, with Rosario taking them out. Uh, I'll use Dane Joval for Rusty Arnold. Uh, Rusty, uh, this horse thought had a real shot at Keeneland and, and ran second but never threatened the winner. Uh, and that made special way at Keeneland at six furlongs. She might like the stretch out the seven furlongs, though. And then I also liked uh, Liz Colvin on the outside for Romans. Had a 69 buyer in her debut um, and only got beat six and three quarters. Um, she was kind of hung on the outside that day, too. But uh, he's a little bit better with maiden special weights on second starts. So um, I'm going to go five deep in here. But the ones that I have run, I use different ones than you did. So what's your pick four ticket look like? All right, pick four is pretty simple at the beginning. Uh, pick four singles the four horse center aisle in the first leg. And then I'm going four by five by five. So I went four with one, three, six, seven. Cool Quest is my top pick in the ninth race. 
And then in the uh, Saluki, I'm going to go five deep. I'm, I'm picking Sally's curling at ten to one, hoping I get a price. And uh, but I'm also going to use a three, four, seven, eight in there. And the logicals are, are Matera and obligatory, obviously. And then by the last one, that may not be enough because you you point out some good things about those horses that might that might improve, like Vicky Oliver's horse. But I'm going to stick with two, three, four, seven, nine. And I suppose if you make me pick a one horse, it would be fabulous, Fanny, in there. So my pick four is a fifty dollar four with one, three, six, seven, with two, three, four, seven, eight, with two, three, four, seven, nine. Ended up with a sixty dollar ticket, three, four, seven, with one, seven, with one, two, three, seven, with one, two, three, four, five. Uh, so a sixty dollar ticket there, and uh, hopefully, if one of us hits, it'll pay more than what that $30 payoff was last week for 50 cents. Uh, got the uh, big holiday weekend card coming up next week at Churchill. Those uh, races are always really uh, entertaining. Get some uh, big fields usually for those races at the end of the meet. But uh, good card uh, on Saturday at, uh, at Churchill. So best of luck if you're playing there or somewhere else. And we'll be back next week for the Thanksgiving weekend edition of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.